Welcome to Fuel Disclosure, a Moffitt Services podcast. On this show, you will learn how Moffitt Services is pioneering the fuel delivery industry. From fuels and lubricant product news, to stories from the community, to recent industry trends with subject matter experts. Make sure to like and subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a moment from Moffitt. To learn even more about the Moffitt Services difference, visit MoffittServices.com. Hi, my name is Landry and welcome back to another episode of Fuel Disclosure. Today we're especially excited because we have one of our owners, Carl Kleinman here, joining us today. Thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your busy schedule and happy belated birthday. Well, thank you, Landry, <laughs> and I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm so excited. So to start off, give us a little background. Tell us who you are and how you came to work at Moffitt. Um, sure. So, or own Moffitt, I should say. Sorry. Well, e- e- either way. Um, uh, so my family was in the fuel business. First of all, when I was uh, in high school, my parents were in the wholesale fuel business. They also operated convenience stores. Uh, we were family friends with the Moffitts. Um, uh, in high school, my uh, one of my stepbrothers and I purchased two Texaco stations and that's really how I, I kind of got exposed in high to, school? The, to the fuel business. You yes. purchased? Yes, wow, was, how I, impressive. I was a junior. Uh, uh, my stepbrother was a senior and uh, that's kind of how we got exposed. I left that industry uh, okay. though when I went to college and uh, uh, was out of it for a long time. I spent a, a little over two decades in the human resources outsourcing business but uh, to your question about how I got here, mm-hmm. um, in 2014, I got a phone call from Rusty Moffitt, and uh, his family had sold the, the family business years before, and he wanted to get back into the business. Okay. And on June 23rd, 2014, Rusty and I started uh, Moffitt Services. I love it. And we just celebrated our anniversary not too long ago. We did. Nine years nine. old. That's right. Or young. That's right. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> well, how I didn't know any of that background information about you. How impressive. Thank you. At high school, you... That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, by the way, I wouldn't recommend that for, uh, <laughs> for anyone that's watching this. It probably took my eye off the ball a bit of my studies. Okay. Uh, I was probably spending a lot more time uh, in the business and less time uh, studying than I than I than I should have been um, in hindsight I learned a lot of lessons mm-hmm. in the business uh, but uh, I'm not sure I would recommend that yeah and remind me where you went to college I went to Sam Houston State University in okay. Huntsville. awesome love it well uh, thank you for sharing that information with us I guess my next question is when what does a typical day look like like at Moffitt and when you first started Moffitt Services nine years ago, can you kind of explain your transition into what the company was nine years ago and then how it is today? Sure. So first of all, I just want to add that while Rusty and I started the business in mm-hmm. 2014, in 2016, uh, Rusty's father, which is also a longtime family friend of mine, Roy Moffitt, mm-hmm. uh, joined he and I. So there are three owners of, of Moffitt Services, Roy, Rusty, and I. Um, as to what my typical day looks like, that's evolved a lot over nine years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say in the early days, we all spent a lot of time wearing many hats. 
um, and, and doing probably, you know, many things. We had a lot fewer people. Everybody had to be good at a, at a lot of different things. I would say in general, uh, as the business has grown, mm -hmm. uh, people are a, a little bit more specialized in specific areas. But in terms of what my day looks like, uh, t currently we're spending a lot of time and energy around technology and really kind of how we manage uh, the data, uh, how much, uh, you know, we, how we use that data to improve the efficiency of the business, the safety of the business mm -hmm. uh, as the business has, has grown. Contrast that with, let's say, uh, two or three years ago, much more of my time was spent on kind of transforming the way we finance the business, for, for example, uh, our banking arrangements and treasury arrangements. Uh, prior to that, it was really you know, looking at the way we insure the business. As businesses grow, and, and we've had the great fortune of, of, of seeing a lot of growth in the business mm -hmm. from startup to a little over $200 million in revenue last year, uh, you, you have to reinvent almost every aspect yeah. of the business. And so to answer your question, you know, most of my time is spent really on, on kind of those transformational pieces as they come up year over year, it kind of leads us to a slightly different place. Right now it happens to be really technology and data. Mm, yeah, definitely. And with it growing so fast, you kind of have to be one step ahead, which it seems every year you were kind of, you were on the dot on that. Uh, yeah, we, we'd always like to be a little further ahead. One thing about growth companies mm -hmm. uh, is, is it seems like it's always difficult to get ahead yes. because you're always catching up. And it's a, it's a great problem to have. And I find that there uh, you know, are, are people who are cut out to work in growth organizations and there are people who are not. And, and I'm proud of our team mm -hmm. and how we, we've evolved to, to really handle that, that growth and kind of have the aptitude for that. It, it is kind of a learned skill. Yeah, definitely. And how many employees would you say Moffitt has now? Uh, today we have 167 employees. Just to give you some comparison, at, at Christmas, at, our, at the time of our Christmas party, we mm -hmm. had uh, 142, I believe. And at the, at the end of, uh, that was in 22, at the end of 21, I believe we had just broken the 100 threshold. Wow. So we, we've seen a lot of growth in, in, in our talent base. Yes, yes. We're always introducing new hires and I love it. <laughs> yes, yes, it's fun. What would you say makes the Moffitt difference? Uh, commitment. And okay. what I mean by that um, is, you know, our, if we tell you we are going to do something, we are going to find a way to get it done. Um, and that's not always in the simplest of environments. As, as you well know, we have a business uh, uh, that just responds to natural disasters, uh, hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, uh, fires. And so uh, I think that's where we've really honed Mm -hmm. that skill and I give Rusty uh, Moffitt a lot of credit for that he runs the disaster response piece of the business um, but I think it helps the entire organization kind of bring those same traits that it yeah. sometimes take sometimes takes when you mobilize to a region where there's no food 
you know, no electricity, no cell phone signal, and you have to find a way to run the business. When you, you come back from that, you come home from that, you, you kind of remember those those traits and, and can apply them into what we call the core business, which is the business back home where we're yes. serving the same customers in a much simpler environment. And then of course, in our brokerage business, which is where we serve customers all over the country using other fuel distributors, that can be a bit more challenging because we don't control the, the assets. We don't, mm -hmm. those are not our assets and our, our people and it takes a slightly different skill set. So commitment is what I would say is different about us. Yes, I can definitely, I feel that all around the office. Every day when you walk in, everybody does their job when they go and then when they're on those natural disasters that are gone for a long time. So their commitment, being away from their family, still coming back strong, continuing to go. So I, I would agree with that adjective yeah, to that, describe that, the Moffat difference. That's one point I, I would like to make is that mm -hmm. the commitment uh, that our employees make is not the only commitment. I want to acknowledge the, the families, the, 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 the wives, the husbands, the children that are often without their, their mm -hmm. loved ones for weeks and sometimes months at a time. Yeah. Uh, I know that's not easy. I have a family of my own and I, I want to acknowledge that and thank them for that. Absolutely. Yes. Well deserved. Um, I'm going to make a little transition and ask you, what is your favorite memory at Moffitt this far? Yeah, I, I have a lot of the, a lot, a lot of <laughs> I know it's hard to pick one, but, right? but so one, and, and it's maybe not just so much a memory, but, um, Joanne Moffitt, which is Roy's mother, mm -hmm. uh, Rusty's grandmother, uh, the late Joanne Moffitt, we, we, Joanne passed uh, a couple of years ago, but she really was, I think, the driving force behind the brand that that is known as, as Moffitt. I, I don't want to take any credit away from Roy, Rusty, and other Moffitt members who have been in the business uh, mm -hmm. longer than I have. But it was a treat to watch her. Uh, in our early days, we officed next door to, to, to her house. And so she would come over to the office every day and check the mail. That was kind of one of her, one of her favorite things. Uh, but just kind of watching her and, and yeah. seeing kind of her, the glow in her to see this legacy kind of crank back up. And, and really begin to thrive was a was a really neat uh, a really neat memory and you know she really for many years was was a big force behind the brand known as Moffitt and I yeah. think behind that legacy of commitment that has helped us grow the business uh, so much through the brand recognition and what it stands for so that would clearly be high on that list oh for sure I mean and I can't even imagine how, what, what a treat for sure to have her come in and cause she started this business in 1947. Well, she actually, uh, uh, was kind of thrown into the business okay. a, a little after that. So, so, uh, her husband, uh, passed away at a, at a fairly early age in his forties, I believe. And so she was thrust into the business without any real experience okay. in, in the business. Um, I believe that happened sometime in the 70s uh, and so boy she just did a fantastic job of kind of 
figuring this out, rolling her sleeves up uh, and become, I think uh, she was even recognized as, at one point as a female entrepreneur of the year in, the, in, in our area. So she was kind of a trailblazer, not only in the fuel business, but mm-hmm. for women in business, period. And how special that Rusty, Roy, and yourself had started it back in 2014 so she could see that it came full circle and that all of her work was continued. So yeah, I'm so glad she got to see. Yeah, that's amazing. That, yes. What a special memory, for sure. Now that we've talked about your favorite memory, now I want to ask you what has been, one, a challenge at Moffitt, and how did you overcome that challenge? Yeah, good, good question. You know, in, in growth organizations, there, there are always plenty of those. I think, um, you know, one of those would be um, when in our early days, particularly where, you know, we were responding to natural disasters and we had mm-hmm. far fewer assets to do it with, um, it, it would become particularly challenging uh, to cover all of our bases to, you know, make sure that we were taking care of our core customers with the level of commitment that we command while also taking care of, of our customers in these disaster affected regions uh, that was particularly challenging and sometime we pulled not only ourselves but many of our employees including drivers and back office away from family and, and friends for mm-hmm. long, long hours. I, I can remember we went through a period at one point where I don't think we locked the front door of our office for, I think it was 13 days. There was literally someone in the office 24 hours a day, wow. seven days a week, nonstop. Uh, you, you, you know, people, we all reach our breaking points at different points in time. And I think it was a turning point for, for us as a company, meaning you know, knowing that we, we, we really had to have a, a good model to be prepared for these kind of events, to mm-hmm. get more creative in how we leverage technology and how we leverage uh, part-time help and, and other uh, contract resources <clears throat> so that we, you know, don't put people in harm's way or don't pe- ask people to make contributions or commitments that are, that are beyond reason. Definitely. And how would you say, um, what are some of the things that you've done to, to make that happen? Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's a good question. So I think one, we look at processes a bit differently in the business today, Uh, by the way, so so the way Roy Rusty and I approach our partnership, I've Mm -hmm. already told you that Rusty runs our disaster business. Uh, Roy spends the the majority of his time really focused on the sales organization within our business, marketing and Mm -hmm. customer service, which really leaves me to to be able to focus on what I'll just call the back office, back office being human resources, finance, accounting, safety, those kinds of things. Uh, so, So back to that question, we approach processes a bit differently so when we design processes or when we implement systems mm-hmm. we, we go into that knowing that that these processes and systems may go through periods of scaling up quickly so that becomes a bigger priority we just don't build processes that can't scale up uh, sometimes that requires us to have a stable of um, maybe 
temporary or, or part-time help. Uh, it also has caused us to put people in positions, and, and I'll use drivers as an example. So we have many people in positions that are not drivers in our company that have commercial driver's license and are perfectly qualified to get in one of our vehicles and drive a truck. And so now when we have to ramp up the business for disasters, for example, we, we have people throughout the organization that we can rotate into the field mm. and have people uh, cross-trained to fill those uh, maybe less difficult to, to, to backfill roles, right? Yes, so that was kind of, that's a great strategy hiring people who can do multiple things. Right, so uh, <laughs> uh, almost every dispatcher we have in our business has a commercial driver's license yeah. and, and can operate any truck, most any truck in our fleet. So that's a great tool, hiring well-rounded individuals. Yes. I love to see it. Well, now that we've talked about some of the challenges and some of the processes that you've implemented since 2014 to 20, 2023, can you speak a little bit about Moffitt's philanthropic efforts, especially when it comes to Boots for Troops and Texas EquiSearch, and when that relationship grew and kind of why we decided to back both of those organizations in particular? Sure, sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, I'll start with Boots for Troops. Uh, okay. Uh, our relationship with, with, with them goes back, oh gosh, probably at, at six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't even remember exactly how how it started, uh, but there was something about their organization the minute we got exposed to it that really kind of clicked with us for a couple of reasons. Number one, we have a number of veterans in our organization, in, in our employee base. Um, we, we were looking for a philanthropic organization that we could not only provide financial resources to, Mm -hmm. but that we could help in other ways, for example, in Boots for Troops, where, you know, sometimes that is fueling generators at their events, or as you know, getting involved in helping plan some of their events where maybe we're holding joint events, Mm -hmm. helping promote that organization with signage on our vehicles, with with joint events such as our, our crawfish event that we have every April concert in the country that we have in in October Uh, and we were looking for one that we could have fun with oh yes and and so uh, something that we could support but also go out get our employees and their families together it's not real often that you have the opportunity to get the employee and their family, their spouse, their Mm -hmm. children in one place, all at a common cause and all having fun. And we found all of that in Boots for Troops. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so for that reason, we love it. By the way, serving those that are serving us through our military that are deployed, by the way, is, is, is never a bad investment. We, we absolutely love that cause. And the way that Boots for Troops does it in a very personal and customized fashion, every care package that they send to a deployed service member is customized based yes. on that service member's likes and wants and needs. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really special. Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you for speaking a little bit about Boots for Troops. I, I think we can all attest everyone who works at Moffitt. Everyone loves the organization. Most of our trucks are wrapped in American flags. We support our troops. We support our 
veterans. And so I think it's a great organization to back. Now, can you speak a little bit about Texas EquiSearch and how we built that relationship and why Moffitt chose to support their organization? Sure. So uh, Roy Moffitt and Tim Miller, the founder of Texas EquiSearch, mm-hmm. have, have, have had a friendship for probably yes. decades. Yes, and he's come on the show before. Yes. And so we got to speak a little bit about him and our our relationship. But Yes, and, and uh, th- through... Uh, uh, really Roy's relationship with Tim you know we we learned uh, a few years ago of struggles that his organization was having mm-hmm. not, not only around funding but they they also needed help and resources that coincidentally were some that we had available for example when they go out on searches and by the way for people that aren't familiar with Texas EquiSearch I would highly encourage them to learn more about the organization they do some of the most incredible work mm-hmm. um, for people in the in the most difficult situations imagine having a missing family member uh, and, and and being at wits end with law enforcement or, or, or the limited other channels when Tim's organization comes in and, and takes over it can be a uh, it can have a real impact but nevertheless mm-hmm. the kind of help they often need obviously they need fuel in some cases they're operating equipment that might be ATVs, it might be earth moving equipment, okay. uh, but they also need things like uh, command center, uh, generators, um, ATVs. We, we possess all of those in our business and in many cases they sit around for months of the year uh, when we're not in hurricane season or we're not out working some type of natural disaster mm-hmm. uh, why not make those available to someone who can you know put them to work for 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 a good cause and so it just seemed like a a, a natural fit and I, I couldn't be more proud of the work texas EquiSearch does and our ability to help them further that work yes absolutely well what a noble thing <laughs> that that you've decided to do as well with both organizations shout out to texas EquiSearch. They actually came out with a Netflix documentary not too long ago this year, so you could watch it on the Netflix. It's called The Texas Killing Fields. And Mr. Tim Miller is wearing our logo, one of our shirt, our yes. Moffitt Services shirts, so we, we love that, and we love Tim, and we love Texas EquiSearch and Boots for Troops. So thank you for speaking a little bit about the background of how our relationship first started. Sure. To end off, I want to ask if there's any updates that you want to share um, specifically with our relationship with ExxonMobil and selling mobile diesel efficient fuel um, or just in general, any company updates or exciting news. Sure. No, I, I, I would love to do that. So let's start with ExxonMobil. So in the Houston market, um, as many know, we are a, a branded reseller. We sell mobile diesel efficient, which is in my opinion the most technologically advanced fuel uh, available mm-hmm. um, you know most people might say well, you know what does that mean to to me and I'd say that's one of the things that we're working on today is really helping our customers better understand the importance of the technology behind uh, mobile diesel efficient. Mm-hmm. So today's engines are, you know, run on much tighter specifications. The fuel uh, systems are much more complex, which means, um, you know, build up 
uh, and other contaminants in the fuel system mm -hmm. have a much more dramatic effect. So in many cases, customers may be suffering with things that a fuel solution can help solve and not even know that. For example, if the diesel particulate system is constantly going down or their DPF system, they may not realize that may be fuel related or mm -hmm. it could be related to the improper handling of diesel exhaust fluid, which has you know fairly stringent handling and shelf life requirements. And so, you know, we're working hard to be a better partner to our customers by really uh, learning more about that, carrying that message out to customers, and that's that's exciting for us. We really think there's a lot of opportunity to help reduce the operating cost or improve the operating results for many of our heavy equipment operators, mm -hmm. fleet operators, and, and, and customers like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. The second thing I would say is... Uh, around our data initiative. I touched on that earlier, yes. but I just want to come back to that. It's another one where it's not that a lot of customers are asking for this, but we think it's really valuable uh, and they, they may not even think to ask. So we're really trying to be on the forefront of making sure that we're providing prompt, detailed and accurate uh, delivery information to our customers at, the, at whatever level of granularity they need it. Let me give you an example. Let's just say a mm -hmm. job site that has 10 pieces of equipment on it. Uh, you know, for many of our customers, they're perfectly happy with coming out, you know, filling that equipment, but others may want to know how much fuel is being consumed by each of those 10 pieces of equipment. Three might be assigned to one subset of that job mm -hmm. and the other seven to a different subset and so we are creating or have created systems to help us provide that information in various formats to customers so that they can track that yeah. uh, how however and apply that however they would like uh, and making that data available more quickly by using cloud technology to retrieve that information from our fleet real time as opposed to the old paper laden process, which our industry has, you know, been accustomed to for decades. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. Those are just two. There are m many others, but those are two that are kind of at the forefront. They're both occupying a fair amount of, of my time and energy, and they're initiatives that we're excited about. Yes, and we're one of 18, right, as a branded reseller of mobile diesel efficient fuel. We are. We're one of 18 com commercial uh, distributors of that product in the entire country and we're proud of that yes yes well that's awesome carl thank you so much for your time today we covered some really interesting information about how a little bit of background on yourself and what you did when you were in high school to starting moffitt with uh, the two other owners in 2014 we learned about your challenges and how you've overcome those and some new advances in technology and how we're a branded reseller with mobile diesel efficient fuel and even a little bit about our philanthropies. So thank you so much for going into details about all of those things. And I'm really excited that you, you got to come on the air and, and uh, spend a little time with us today. So thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. And there will be plenty more to talk about in the future whenever you're ready. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Fuel Disclosure, a Moffitt Services podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please be sure to like and subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a moment from Moffitt. And if you're ready to take your business to the next level with a team that delivers industry-leading service and no downtime, 
Visit us at MoffettServices.com. 